0: If you haven't already, commit these two names to memory. Jackson Powers Johnson and Zach Frazier. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The NFL Scouting Combine. Happens all week long in Indianapolis. It begins really in earnest Thursday with all of the various drills and sprints and, I don't know, hot dog eating contests that they have. And when it does, expect to hear a lot of those two names because those two are, by consensus anyway, the top centers available in the draft. I'm always going to throw out this preface that I don't believe in drafting by position unless it's quarterback, unless you're one of those teams in the NFL that's just operating without one, and within that, that you're picking in the top 10, because otherwise you're just not prioritizing quarterback. I advocate repeatedly that the team focuses on the best player available. Not coincidentally, the team itself advocates for the same. And yet, for as many times as we heard that from Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert, then Omar Khan as well, if you look back at the three most recent drafts, what are you going to find? Well, they needed a running back. They pretty much advertised that they were going to take a running back, and they took Najee Harris. They needed a quarterback. They pretty much advertised that they were going to take a quarterback. They took Kenny Pickett. They needed an offensive lineman, and just like that, and they end up with Broderick Jones. Not only that, they trade up to get Broderick Jones. So I'm beginning to move more toward the other lane on this subject because I can advocate all I want as related to taking the best player available. But if it's more likely that they're just going to fill what they perceive as being their greatest need, then what's the point of pretending otherwise? So as I look at their greatest need from the draft perspective and understand that that's not necessarily the greatest need in general, I would say that the greatest need in general would be inside linebacker. I also believe that inside linebacker can and probably should be addressed from the outside, meaning free agency. From there, I would say that their greatest need would be defensive line. And I say that purely from the standpoint of the draft. Meaning, I look at Cam Hayward and his age and his coming back from a really tough injury. And I say that there's an at least even money bet that this will be his last season. Fair? Okay, well... I know that I have Cam. I know that I have Larry Ogunjobi. I know that I have Keanu Benton. So if I draft a defensive lineman in the first round, I can feel theoretically pretty comfortable, A, that he's going to get a fair amount of playing time because, you know, those guys are older. They're going to miss some action. And B, there's not going to be that much pressure on the young man if he comes in. Now, watch how I do this. I'm going to blow that entire thing up by saying that there really isn't an interior defensive lineman. There's no cam type in this draft, so forget that. Now, where are we? Yeah, we're back at center. Mason Cole was released. He was released for a reason, not just his own performance. But you don't let somebody like that go, who's a a good guy who can play multiple positions, unless you've already got your eyes on someone that you're fairly confident that you can secure. We can speculate that that'll be a free agent, but we can probably look a little more concretely at the draft. There are draft outlooks and mock drafts that have no centers at all going in the first round. There are several of those on the other hand that have both Powers Johnson from Oregon and Frazier from West Virginia, both showing up in the first round. I'm not big on hypotheticals or speculation, but let's just say that the Steelers really like both of them. And let's say that the Steelers presume that they won't both be gone in the top 20 picks. I think that would be a safe thing to say. From there, they can just tell themselves, hey, here's our center. And unlike Kendrick Green, They've actually played center, and they might be able to do it someday in the NFL as well. We can give them 53-2 when they come in. I'm joking, but you get the idea here. This is the pattern that's been in place for a while now, and I don't see any reason to think that pattern will be broken. I don't think it'll be broken even if, and here's where this thing crosses over into another subject, a quarterback were to fall. I do think the Steelers would be open-minded to taking a quarterback, certainly somewhere in the draft, maybe in the old Mason Rudolph slot in the third round, or for that matter, maybe in the Chris Oladokun slot and take him in the last round. Remember, this sort of thing doesn't matter that much to us, but they are going to walk onto the campus at Latrobe with not two, not three, but four quarterbacks. So unless you go and find yourself some undrafted duck hodges type you're probably going to end up taking one but for the first round for the first round watch what they've done when we come back j1q this segment of daily shot is brought to you by our good friends at mike's beer bar they're located on federal street directly across from pnc park mike has more than 500 beers on tap including from more than 50 local breweries Stop in and say hello, tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's show is sponsored by the Poker Room at Live Casino Pittsburgh. Join them this month for the daily hand hustle promotion where the first 20 hands will win up to $200. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 multi flight poker tournament. That's March 7th through the 10th with a $25,000 guaranteed price pool. Plus, join live for an $8,000 cash drawing on March 24th at noon. Follow them on x at live poker WML. Again, that's at live poker WML. Live Casino Pittsburgh, located on Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Today's J1Q comes from George, who says, DK, at some point, isn't the NFL going to have to realize that they have a quarterback development problem? I'm in my mid-30s, so I still remember the days when quarterbacks sat for a year or two before starting and had successful careers. That's what we saw For Mason Rudolph in a limited amount of games, actual development. Why spend that much time tilling the garden and not enjoying the produce? Hopefully, Kenny Pickett is on the same trajectory. George, the NFL does have a quarterback problem. The league just went through a season where backup quarterback usage was at a scary high. You got to the point in Weeks 14, 15, 16, I don't really count 17 because a lot of teams are using backup quarterbacks on purpose at that stage, but in that range, that 14, 15, 16, you were turning on what should have been impact games on your television screen only to see these two duds facing each other, and it brings the entire level of competition down. I don't say that to be disrespectful of the other 52 players on each team's roster. I say it because it's true. Those games are a challenge to stick through. They're a challenge to get motivated to watch. I've made the case on this show regularly that the NFL needs a minor league. And by that, I don't mean the UFL, XFL, USFL, whatever it is that you would want to call these things because they're not affiliated with the NFL. The NFL can't send players down and have them operate on their own terms the way you can in the National Hockey League and Major League Baseball. If the NFL had such a thing, they would have a place where quarterbacks could go and play. Now, maybe it would be in a protected environment where there are different rules. You can't hit the quarterback. You can't this and that. Call it flag football or whatever. But in the minor leagues, it's different. And it's different in most sports. As an example, since I'm always giving baseball comparisons, if you send a pitcher to the minor leagues, that pitcher is on the street strictest possible pitch count. I know of at least one instance where within the past decade, the Pirates fired somebody from their minor league system, meaning a coach, for exceeding the pitch limit by less than five. That doesn't happen in the big leagues of any sport. So you can make it a little bit more controlled. You can protect the quarterbacks in a way that won't offend people nearly as much because the games don't mean nearly as much. So if you have, let's say, entering 2024, Kenny Pickett as your backup, and he's only entering his third season in the league, how does he benefit from just sitting around Pittsburgh and operating in practices? Yeah, you get the reps, but these reps are, they're not football. They're just not. You want to take them seriously. You need to take them seriously for game prep. But they're not football. And if you think in particular about Kenny's shortcomings this past season, yeah, right? Where's he going to face a rush that's going to flush him out of the pocket so he can learn how to stand up to that, so he can learn how to be you know, more purposeful with his throws? That's not going to happen in practice. No one's allowed to touch him in practice. Now, if he goes to the mythical minor leagues... Yeah, they're not going to be able to plow into him down there, according to the rules I just made up, but he'll at least see, hear, and feel the same type of vibes, and ideally learn from it and become better at it. Dude, really good question. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we're going to do another one of these tomorrow.